Hey everybody, Superfan Giovanni here for Classic Loveline episode 192 from June 24th, 1996, a Monday night show. Guest, Jim Carolla, Adam's dad. Now, a note on episode 191, June 23rd, 1996, the Sunday night show to open the week. It was Adam Carolla and Dr. Bruce hosting with guest 311. Adam reveals he was left alone to finish the show with the band, saying that Dr. Bruce's wife was pregnant and she went to labor last night. He had actually leave the show in the middle of the episode when she was delivering. Adam talks about Dr. Bruce and his guitar nerd status. He tells Bruce about running to Tom from No Doubt at either Edgefest or HF Festival, uh, and they end up talking in length about Dr. Bruce and his guitars. Tom was playing one of the guitars while on tour and said he was never going to give it back. Tom, the cool guy from No Doubt that doesn't hate Loveline or Adam. Dr. Bruce gives his credentials up top, and Adam is joking about his history with Dr. Drew. The usual riff teasing Dr. Bruce about them teeming candy stripers in the 1970s. Adam actually says that Dr. Bruce is a better-looking Dr. Drew, and gets Engineer Mike to use some out-of-context Dr. Drew drops to have fun with Dr. Bruce. Jim Carolla joins them when a guest normally does around this era of the show, and he sounds much like he still does. This is beyond the classic episode. It's another one of these shows we didn't actually think existed, much like Adam's Catholic little brother Nate. It'll be interesting to see if any more of these pop up. We know that there's one attempt in 1999 where Dr. Drew brings Adam's best friend Ray to studio, but Adam's been having a rough day and he tells him it's not the night. He doesn't let Ray speak a word and he makes him sit there quietly for the whole show or else he has to leave. As per usual, this was recorded in 1996. Some of the medical advice may be out of date. Please consult Dr. Drew or possibly Dr. Bruce and Mike Catherwood on current day love line 1-800-LOVE-191. Listeners Discretion is advised. You can follow us on Twitter at Podcast One, on Facebook, Podcast One there as well, and PodcastOne.com, the home of all your favorite podcasts. Mahalo and get it on. The following program is a PodcastOne.com production. Okay. Listener discretion advised. Now, here's Loveline with Dr. Drew and Adam Carolla. Well, strike that from the record because it's Dr. Bruce who has rolled into the studio about two minutes late because he's a big, fat celebrity. You're fat. <laughs> Dr. Drew from the grave or Mexico, however you choose to look at it. Dr. Drew is in Mexico. He is vacationing on at least his fifth vacation since I've been here. Key on this stick for me. I have not been anywhere but uh, hell and back since I've started this show, and Drew's out uh, gallivanting around. And he can't hear what we're saying. Absolutely not. And you notice I'm drinking out of his mug, Dr. Bruce. I, not only am I drinking out, I'm practically making love to it. Well, maybe get a urine sample in there before the night's over. Before the night's over, I'm going to put this mug somewhere that uh, my father will be offended by. And speaking of my father, he will be rolling in here in about 10 minutes. Uh, James Carolla, he's a therapist. And uh, I've always promised to bring him on to the show, so tonight he gets his chance. So it's going to be a very bizarre night. We have uh, Dr. Bruce, and why don't you give your credentials, Dr. Bruce? Well, I'm a board-certified physician. I I think Drew and I have similar practice, and we've done some projects together. I do addiction medicine and sort of adolescent emergency medicine, a combination of the three. I wasn't listening. I said you team some candy stripers in the 70s? Uh, no, that must be that must be Not true. those no, kind no, of not, projects? No, no, no. Oh, okay. We, we, uh, we wrote some chapters together on adolescent substance abuse, and so Drew and I have fairly similar uh, medical practice lives. So Bruce is basically, uh, he's a, he's a better-looking Drew. Wait, were you the roommate where he was dropping peyote? Yeah, yeah. In, uh... No, 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 no. When I was He's... 19, I ate about four <laughs> boiled peyote buttons and stayed up all night but felt no effect. And uh, you didn't know anything about that? 
I didn't know you had those kind of clips from Judy. Did oh, you know you play those? those he's, an, he's an open book. Oh. He's willing to talk about his past. He's not ashamed of his past, Bruce. Well, and I hope you can speak honestly about yours tonight. Uh, yeah. Oh, this is the place I do it. I'd open up on this show because you're an empathic individual that I'd feel very free talking about. Of course, I've not done anything like that. All right. So. Let's not open up too much okay. this early. Uh, your wife is pregnant. She's pregnant. And she went into labor last night, and that's why you weren't here last night. You left me all alone to do the show with 311. It worked out fine. Uh, yeah. Well, but I'm what's going on with great that? Great personal risk, because she calls this lewd line. And she... <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to... Well, what's going on? She went into uh, contractions or something yesterday? She started and she stopped. I think just to... Oh, another yeah, one of those female BS ploys for attention. Is that what it... She's come a, clean, Drew. Not, Bruce. <laughs> to, not a deal with me. She's a wonderful individual. Okay. And, she's listening. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Now, here's a story. And, and then we'll get to some calls. And let me get the phone number out. 1-800-LOVE-191. Fax number 310-854-4455. Dr. Bruce is not only a doctor, but he's a bit of a guitar aficionado. And he's, he's really... Don't let the package fool you. Because if you see Dr. Bruce, I'm just being honest with you, you look like a fairly uptight guy. But the reality of your life is you're into sports cars and guitars and, and God knows what in the bedroom. I ran into Tom who's the lead guitarist from No Doubt in Minneapolis at the Edge Fest about three or four weeks ago, was rapping down with him in one of the tents there, eating some free food, and he said, yeah, I got a couple of Dr. Bruce's guitars with me. I'm playing them today. I'm playing them out on tour. Yeah, he's... Uh, but, you know, I say one thing. Never trust a doctor that wants to be in a rock band. I just go home and practice and let off a little steam and... But and, uh, I, I was like, well, he just gave you these guitars? And he was like, well, uh, I didn't buy them, and I'm not giving them back. Ah, well, <laughs> so, that's not what he told me. Oh, he said he's giving them back? Yeah. All right, well, you got to talk to him. We're <laughs> trade, like, trading around a few guitars. He's getting used to those guitars. All right, to the phones we go. Brianna, 15, you're on Loveline. Hi. Um, first, I want to say, Adam, I love you. And um, Dr. Bruce, congratulations on your wife being pregnant. Thank you. Um. There's a guy that I go to school with. I've fallen for him really hard, but I know that he likes me as a friend, but I want to find out if he likes me more than that because I'd really like to go out with him. Mm -hmm. And I was wondering how I could find out without embarrassing myself just in case he doesn't like me like that mm -hmm. so I can be, like, kind of nonchalant about it and find out because I really want to know. All right. Well, that, that depends a little on the guy. Does he have a girlfriend? No. Uh, by, by the way, Dr. Bruce, do you ever find the guy who knocked up your wife? <laughs> it's gonna be one of those nights. Uh, he doesn't have a girlfriend. No. Is he? Uh, how old is he? He's my age. Uh huh. Is he a shy guy? Um, not really. He is a little bit, but he's really sweet, and he always talks to me like in classes and stuff. Mm-hmm. Asking for answers or to move your head, or or is he making conversation? No, he just like talks about stuff like about school. Oh, okay. All right. He's making small talk, which is a very good sign. He doesn't have a girlfriend, which is another good sign. You guys ever go out and do anything outside of school no. together? What if you suggested doing something, going to a movie or something like that? I, I, I don't want, I just don't want to like embarrass myself. You know what I mean? Because she deems that a little forward. I'm but, not real brave. But uh, Brianna, aren't you done with school now? Yeah. Um, but I'm taking like a uh, summer school class for extra credits uh -huh. and he's taking a different one so i see him in the mornings right and i'm like nervous and i can't i like i'll say hi all right but brianna I, here's what you have to do here's uh, i it is usually what men do is you have to essentially stock the person and figure out their schedule and their route 
when they're going to be at their locker, the path they take home, which door they exit out of, the back door, the front door, the class. Work it out. Study his habits, like um, uh, Marlon Perkins up in the tree in the Serengeti looking at the uh, wild hippos or something. Understand it. Live amongst uh, his group a little. Stake out his, his locker and all that, and then sort of get the patterns right. And once you're hanging out with the guy, once you're walking with the guy, then you're making small talk, then something's going to happen. If he likes you, he's going to ask you out. Okay. All right. And she seems 15, very dissatisfied well, with and that. And at 15, a, a guy at 15 is not quite as mature as a girl at 15. So you're not dealing with somebody that's got all their thought processes as together as you do. Right. Yeah. And, you know, here's the angle that most uh, 15-year-olds should really work is look at the guy and go, listen, pal, let's turn the calendar head about 20 years. Do you see this nubile 15-year-old body? You're never going to see this again. You're going to have some tattooed-laden uh, uh, thing with the hair sprouting out of molds. And that's going to be your life. So please, take advantage of it while you can. Do you agree, Bruce? I, I agree. <laughs> that's what I like I'll about you. <laughs> you're pliable. That's what I like about point. you. Yes. Sybil, 16, you're on Love Line with Dr. Bruce. Okay. My boyfriend lives with his ex-girlfriend and she buys him things like the other weekend he had his birthday or whatever and he bought himself some new docs and she paid a hundred dollars for them uh-huh. those would be doc martin's bro so. yeah okay and uh you know it's just i don't really have the money to buy him things like that you know and i feel violated <clears throat> when she buys him things and i can't uh-huh. how long have they been broken up uh, ever since we started going out about almost three months ago. Uh-huh, but she's living with him. Yeah. All right, that's bad. Very bad. I when, know. When she said that? How old is he? He's 21. Uh-huh. And he's yeah. going out with you who are essentially an underage 16-year-old. Yeah. Okay. So already we have two strikes against him. This guy is an asshole. Thank you. No. But- Dr. Drew, from all the way from Cancun, we can hear his knowledge come that's- ringing across the border. Civil, civil, please. I trust him. Of course you do. That's why you're calling us. Civil, <laughs> please. Now, why is he living with this girl? Well, he's still living with his parents because, oh, God, I can't even believe I'm going to tell you guys this because you're going to say three strikes, you're out. No. Okay, he just got out of prison, and he needed to start working and stuff again uh-huh. to get off his... Right. Civil, how quickly can you get your your phone number changed and totally avoid this person? Why do you say that? Because you're 16 and you you still got a chance if you get any more entangled with somebody like this. And it's hard to see at 16 what's going on with a 21-year-old male's mind, but you're being used. Yeah. What you need to do is find an older felon (laughs) to start a relationship with, Civil. One that lives with both of his ex-girlfriends. No, it's, it's not even like that. I mean... He might be 21, but he acts like he's 16. Oh, well, that's better. That's what I wanted to hear. I mean, no. Does he get, like, give you wedgies and things? Well. <laughs> yeah, that probably means yes. Sybil, what, what was he incarcerated for? Well, uh, he had possession of a handgun. Okay. <laughs> Sybil. <laughs> what? So, all right, let's just let's go over the pros and the cons. The con <laughs> being your boyfriend. Uh, pro. He he walks erect, and, and I'm guessing he chews with his mouth shut half the time. All right, now let's get to the cons. <laughs> He's a con. That's one con. He carries a gun. 
that's another con. He lives at home and somehow manages two strikes. He lives at home and with his ex-girlfriend, which is a real tall order, but somehow this guy was able to pull it off. He's, he's a senior and you're a minor, or he's a major. <laughs> you know what he is. He don't eat cheap at Denny's, but he's old. You understand, Sybil? Please, yeah. wash your hands with this guy. You're too good for this guy. I'm, but I'm not. Yes, you are. No. Yes, yes, Sybil, you are too good for him. You're wrong. You are. You're. you're you are. Every. Well, how do I know? Because everyone is too good for him. Uh, Amelda Marcos is too good for him. <laughs> Leona Hem- Helmsley is too good for him. Oh, but you can't. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Is this your first boyfriend? No. And what were your other boyfriends like? Were they more closer to your age? Well, he treats me good. He, my old boyfriends used to, you know, sure, like, tell me I look like a slut. And, right, but this guy, like during visiting hours and stuff, he treats you right. No, it's not even like that. He, I mean, he's totally clean. He doesn't do drugs, and I right. mean, he he doesn't get in any trouble with the law. Right, except for the whole, uh, except for the whole I possession mean, of a firearm thing. But he's, he, I mean, what I'm saying is, he's different now. He used to be. I mean, I knew him before, and I didn't want to have anything to do with him. His name's not uh, Robert Downey, is it? No. Okay. Because that would have been big trouble. Sybil. All right. You understand we don't have time to follow this guy around like some kind of uh, lab experiment all day. We're going just on what you're telling us, and I'm sure you're sugarcoating it a little bit. And even now, we have a bad taste in our mouth, don't we, Drew? (laughs) <laughs> Bruce. <laughs> Sorry very about that, taste. Bruce. Yes, very bad taste. So, Sybil, we're saying no, and it's it, it, it's a felon. It's a, a felony. It's, you're breaking the law. I don't know if it's a felony. Is it a felony or misdemeanor? No, probably not. A, it's not a felony. She's 16 and he's 21. 16's on the cusp of something? I don't know. Where do you live? What state are you in? What state am I in? Yeah. Minnesota. Hmm. Hmm. Are people in Minnesota going to hear this? No. They're not? Not unless they have the radio on. All right, Sybil, we we put a curse on him and the relationship. We really suggest you find someone a little younger and who does not carry firearms. It sounds like you have major concerns with this guy, and at this point, it's 16 with a guy that's 21. Just... Take a little time. Right. We don't even want to see a counselor at this point. Just all right, all right. <laughs> let's let's not go. Uh, the the Edmund Fitzgerald is at the bottom of Lake Erie. Let's not go get it and drag it up again. I saw a special on A and E the other night. <laughs> it was God. it was fresh in my head. Hey, Dad. <laughs> Am I on? <laughs> yeah, you're on. Oh, well, let me set you up. Uh, this is my dad. He has uh, graciously agreed to come down and uh, sit in the studio with us tonight and uh, generally uh, give us his rap. So uh, how are you, Pops? Good. Good. I'm glad to be here. Yeah. And um, I'm happy that you are doing what you're doing. I mean, it's from drywall to <laughs> so this is quite something. Yeah, so I'm a big star now. You're, That's you sure why are. i got to get my own coffee every night. But... I was talking to you the other night. Let's be honest, Dad. We're having... A, it was actually during the day. We're having a little breakfast. You tell me, listen to the show periodically. Now, you're not a huge fan of the show because uh, we were talking about... I, I said this on the air the other night that uh, Dad was thinking of making appearances on Friday night, say, about 7.30. So I had to explain to him that not only not on Friday night, but not at 7.30. But listens to the show periodically. Here's my uh, aggressive, uh, foul-mouthed nature, and and, and thinks uh, maybe I'm steering the kids uh, the wrong direction. Is that true? Yeah. What I said is that um, 
that I you you go at one pace all the time and therefore lack some of the compassion I felt about. In other words, you're not changing according to what's going on. You're just going at them that right. same pace. All I the time. don't care if you were uh, mm. raped or uh, or sodomized. Doesn't matter. I'm 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 just going to drive you into the ground. Is that what you're saying, Dad? Yeah. One, okay. One rhythm. Right. I think the rhythm needs to be altered according to what's going on, and that's the compassion. Okay. That. Well, that's why you're here tonight. All right. You add a little compassion to the show. Uh, Bruce, you handle the uh, medical end of things. <laughs> I'll abuse teenagers, and everyone's happy. Well, actually, you know, I've been filling in for years and years, and I think you add, you've you added a new level of compassion. Well, so it's isn't that something? Right well, true. thank you, Bruce. Well, Brown knows it. Yeah. yeah. Boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know, if I was a little younger, I'd move in with you. No. That's... I love schlong. Oh, no. A little that, way out of context, Dad. Don't listen to that. Lester, 15, you're on Loveline. Yeah. Hey. Adam, I think you're just like a pretty cool guy. Thank you, Lester. That's what I told my dad when he was calling me an a-hole. I said, Dad, we get calls all night, and nobody calls me an a-hole. So how big an a-hole can I be? Right, Lester? Yeah. Thank you. Okay, here's my problem. Well, my mom has a boyfriend, and he comes home, or he comes over to my house about 11 o'clock at night. Well, I was going to talk to my mom one night, and they were having sex. Mm-hmm. So I walked in on them, and at that very exact moment, he shot his wad all over her chest. Oh, you're pulling my leg. I ain't pulling nothing. Lester, please, my father's here, for Christ's sake. The first call he has to hear tonight is one of uh, your 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 mom's boyfriend and his wad? This is a problem show, ain't it? <laughs> That's a problem. <laughs> Have a little goddamn respect, Lester. I'm blushing, for Christ's sake. All right, Lester, this never happened. Yeah, it did. Not that timing. You walked in on your on, on your mom having sex with her boyfriend, right? exactly what I told you. All right, all right, all right. All right, so what do you want to know? Well, I wanted to know how would I talk to her about it, because I'm feeling kind of a little All right, shaky. right. Throw her a towel first, and and maybe a glass of tap water. And then, I don't know, Dad, should she should Lester <laughs> confront his mother on this? Yeah, Lester. How old are you, Lester? Fifteen. Fifteen. Yes, <laughs> you definitely need to talk to her about it. At this point, you haven't talked to her at all about it? No. Okay. Yeah, just make a special time and um, explain what went, uh, what you saw and what you went through with her, and you, you need you need to get to the bottom of it with her. Just why is that hap- Why you know why is it happening so openly like that? And what's that all about? All right, but what if he just pretends it never happens and uh, skates on through life, Dad? Well, I think you can't pretend it never happened. I think that'll be with you whether you pretend it or not. And you'll have it, and it'll come up in different ways as you, as your relationship with your mom grows. So it, it needs to be handled. The sooner, the better. All right, okay. Lester. Yep. All right. All right. Thanks. All righty. Well, I'm sorry to offend you with that first call, Dad. All right. <laughs> but get used to it. That's all I'm saying. Here's why I was laughing at Dad. I said, uh, I said before we started the show, you know, I'm looking out for the old guy. I said, Dad, take a little pen, and. Uh, Jot down the person's name and the person's age because uh, you're going to want to know and you can't really see the screen from where you are. And it always sounds stupid in the middle of the call to go, uh, how old are you again? So I said, here's a pen. I put the pen right there. Dad, just jot it down right there. Just take that. Got it. You got it? Got it. All right. Peter, 16, you're on Love Line with Dr. Bruce and Pops Corolla, the psychologist. 
Hey, Adam. Hey. You're, you're a funny guy. No, thank you. As a matter of fact, keep the compliments coming tonight, kids, uh, just to sort of sell Dad on the occupation. <laughs> and, uh, well... Dr. Bruce, you're a cool guy, too, but I wish uh, Drew was there because I think he's going to be the only guy who will keep Adam from ripping my head off tonight. But... No, I will be a good boy. Go ahead. All right, thanks. Um, i got a girlfriend. Her name's Amy, and uh, I'm 16. She's 17, and uh, I got her pregnant. I didn't use a condom when I was having sex with her. And uh, anyway, um, her parents are really, really mad about it, and they know. And uh, I'm afraid they're going to... Uh, call the police on me, you know, for statutory rape. Wait wait a minute. You're 16 and she's 17? Yeah. They can't call the police on you for that. That's that's kind of what I wanted to know. No, I'm no attorney, but uh, it doesn't take a F. Lee Bailey to figure out that if you're under 18, you're not, you know, maybe if she was a, a zygote or, or what uh, Bruce's wife has inside her at this time, that would be, that would be a, an offense. <laughs> Wouldn't you say, Bruce? Yes. Now, what is the uh, what's the status of your relationship with her right now? Well, I'm still talking to her, but I hardly ever get to because her parents have kind of tried to block me off from her. Is she going to have the child? Uh, it depends. Well, I'm not sure. How far along is she? Uh, less than a month. Uh huh. So she may get an abortion. She may put it up for adoption, or she may uh, see it all the way through to term and, and keep the child. Right, Peter? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so is that something you guys are going to have to figure out as well, right? Um, well, if her parents let me have anything to do with her. Right, right. And and so they blame it all on you. Basically. Even though she's a year older than you. Well, she's uh, she's a Mormon, and so they, they really think she's really innocent, and mm -hmm. I'm the evil guy here. All right, and, and she's wild sexually, am I right, Peter? Well, no, but... With you, though. Yeah. Well, yeah, okay. I guess. All right. See, here's what happens when you try to take religion and, 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 and you try to basically you try to drop a giant Bible on your kid and keep hold them down so they won't get out and have sex or do anything naughty. It, it always snaps back and bites the parent in the ass. They end up going nuts and going on some kind of bizarre sexual rampage. You, you have to give people their space. Otherwise, they, they end up uh, 17 and pregnant. But we'll get back to your problem, Peter. Dad, what do you, what do you think? Well, my first thought is, um, how do you feel about it, Peter? I mean, where, where are you with where, what's happened? Uh, I don't understand your question. <laughs> I think it was too sensible was the problem. I mean, what, was, what are you going through right now? What are your feelings as you go through this conflict? Well, I'm pretty, well, I, I was worried, I guess. With Adam's assurances, and I'm not really worried anymore, but I was worried that they were going to call the police on me. And right now, I'm, I guess I'm pretty upset. I mean, I don't want to have a kid at this age, personally. Well, you're worried about the police. Well, I was. Yeah, really you're feeling better about that. But how, how about the situation in general with her, the relationship, or did you have a real connection to her? Or? Oh, yeah. You yeah. did? We, yeah, I, I, I really liked her a lot. I mean, we could talk for hours, and... That's, I mean, I wouldn't have done it with anybody else because I guess it's kind of stupid because I'm so young to say this, but I thought I was in love with her. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the way it feels. Yeah, but in, in, you're not wrong. It's just you end up falling in love with um, dozens of other people along the way. and <laughs> So I don't know if it's love or not. But, uh, Peter? Yeah. Here's the deal. You are going to have, you, you, I always give this advice, you cannot take care of the folks in, in one, with one fruit basket or one bottle of wine in one evening. You're just going to have to peck away, peck away, peck away, like uh, you're carving uh, another face on Mount Rushmore.
You know what I mean, Peter? Uh, this this is going to take a few weeks, maybe a few months, but you're going to have to just do it slowly. They'll write them a card. If they hang up when you call, then send them a little card. Explain to them that you, you love their daughter, you're, uh, you love the child, and, and will support the daughter no matter what her decision is, and that you, they're going to have to start forming some type of dialogue with you because you potentially could be a family member in the future. All right? All right. We'll be back. Welcome to the biggest show on earth. Thrills galore. The strangest freak, the highest acrobat, and the funniest clown. Love one. We'll be right back. All right, our friends at Hulu Plus, I think you know Hulu, of course, on your computer, but Hulu Plus, much more. You can watch the current seasons of your favorite shows, Modern Family, Daily Show, Scandal, and watch every episode of shows like Nashville, Lost, Doctor Who, Do So, and get ad-free movies, and this kid shows as well. Speaking of kids shows, my kids are adults now, but they love Hulu Plus. So more than ever, there is so much to watch, and you can take control with Hulu Plus. Stream shows, thousands more, as much as you want, whenever you want. Works on your computer, smart TV, Roku, Apple TV, Xbox, PlayStation, pretty much any streaming advice you have. And you can even watch on your iPhone or iPad. Think about it. You can be on your train to work or at work or at the dentist, in the bathroom like my friend Mike does. That's right. You can even block off an entire day to binge on Hulu+. Plus. You'll also get access to originals that you cannot get anywhere else. Check out the new show Deadbeat. It's a comedy about a guy who smokes a lot of pot and then talks to ghosts. That's right. You can binge on all 10 episodes starting April 9th. And for only $7.99 a month, you get your shows anytime, anywhere. It's like 25 cents a day. Sign up now at HuluPlus.com slash Classic Loveline and get two weeks free. It's full access, free. I don't know how we give away so much free stuff. whole extra week more with this special offer when you sign up at HuluPlus.com forward slash Classic Loveline or click at the link in the description box below. So get with it. Start streaming TV now with Hulu+. Plus. <laughs> Hi, this is Jeff and Chris from Primitive Radio Gods, and you're listening to Love Line with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. Yes, you are, except for one little problem. Dr. Drew is uh, loaded, wearing nothing but a sombrero, a smile, and uh, probably has a um, fifth of uh, mezcal under his arm at this point, trying to... Uh, <laughs> And he's a little gassy because he's, he drank the water. I'm sure he's sitting on the beach with the triplets, responsibly no. reading a medical journal. No, uh, I'm telling you. I, I tell you why he went there. You know why he went there? He gets the uh, illegals to watch the kids. And he works them to the bone. And they just keel over and die. And he buries them under the house. And, like, once or twice a month, he'll head over the border just to pick up some more cheap help, bring them back enslave them again and you know he, he works them there. I'd like to ask your dad if his career in psychology <laughs> has anything to do with your p- personal pathology or... Dad uh, any insights on, uh, on our career uh, choices here well uh, I guess to, to start with um, I was on radio 50 years ago no, well not 50 about 40 years ago and it's interesting that I did a character like Mr. Bircham is that unbelievable. Right? All right, but Dad, there's 23 cities that don't know what Mr. Bertram is. Oh, okay. But it's a character I do on the morning show oh. here on uh, K Rock. <laughs> Thanks for that. <laughs> now I never told, I never spoke to Adam about it. I never did the character. 
So like he he like learned it through an osmosis, which was really. And when I first heard the tape of Adam doing Mr. Bertram, it was just amazing that that was that character that I did forty years ago, and it's just I'm, I'm still quite taken with that. Um, so something's being passed down on all levels. And uh, maybe one day I'll uh, give up this whole radio gig and start my own uh, psychology practice. Is there any schooling or anything involved with that, or can I just get some office space? <laughs> this is L.A. just put out a shingle. <laughs> Well, that is Dr. Bruce, who's uh, more than qualified to sit in for uh, Dr. Drew, who, uh, as we said, is south of the border and will be here uh, next week. Also, uh, later on this week, we'll have Tori Amos. So that's kind of cool because she's really spacey and that should be really fun. Have your Uh, dad back. Later in the week, uh, yeah, you can do a, like a Rorschach test on her. And Later in the week, uh, I should say later on in um, the following weeks, we'll have Ice-T and Pennywise and Adam Sandler and Fishbone and John Popper from Blues Traveler. So uh, many big celebrities coming in here. But tonight it's just Dad. And, uh, of course, Dr. Bruce, phone number 1-800-LOVE-191, fax number 310-854-4455. Dr. Bruce, you got a call you like there? As a matter of fact, you can pick them out, Dr. Bruce, because normally Drew does, and um, I just go off of that. Okay. All right, let's not make a career out of it. Just, all right. Kim, maybe that's a bad idea. Kim, you're 15. You're on love line with uh, psychologist uh, Jim Carolla and Dr. Bruce. Uh, hi. Hey. Um, actually, I'm 16, but that's okay. Um, okay, I'm, like, I'm taking a class at a junior college. And I met this guy there, and he's, like, nice or whatever. And I gave him my phone number, and I was, like, talking to him, and, you know, he seemed really nice. And I found out that he's, like, 31. Mm-hmm. That's and, right. And I don't really know what to do, I mean, because I like him, but... but... Believe me, and if I know junior college, he's still in his first semester over there. <laughs> Kim, what? you're 16? Yeah. How is it that you go to junior college so young? Oh, I'm taking a class for high school credit. Oh, okay. And he's in this class? No. I okay. just like okay. the number on campus. Th- that's good. All right, so you like this guy, but he's almost twice your age. Yeah. All right, that's it. That's a deal breaker. What can you do? No, I mean, should I like... No, listen, I like Marilyn Monroe. Do I Do I uh, have sex with her corpse? No. She's, she's, she's too old for me. I mean, she's dead. I mean, there's certain things you just can't do. You, you'd like to do them, but uh, he's he's twice your age. Okay, so I just should like not go out with. Well, it. that's my opinion. We'll we'll open it up to the distinguished panel here. Um, Bruce, uh, Dad, what do you think? Well, at 16, you you want to just stay away from a guy like this. I mean, you you know, you get a lot of calls like this with younger women, older men, and this guy's probably been. You know, using the same lines and taking the same course for years, hitting on fifteen or sixteen, seventeen. He's been taking that human sexuality <laughs> course since he was nineteen. Believe me. And the reason there, well, the reasons there are laws against this kind of a thing. And a and a guy that age, you have to ask yourself, what is wrong with somebody that's thirty-one years old going to junior college and wanting to go out with somebody that's sixteen? Well, he doesn't necessarily want her. She has spotted him. Is is that the story, Kim? No, no. Oh, he wants you. Yeah. Okay. Well, sums up. Dad, what do you think? Well, Kim, I acknowledge that you could be fascinated with a 31-year-old, uh, the excitement of that, but you should not be with him. Yeah. All right. Take it from uh, the, the mentor over there. He knows. 
All right? Well, thank you. All right. Yeah. You think she's going to listen to us? <laughs> Absolutely not. I guarantee she has uh, sex with this guy within the hour. All right, Bruce, now here's your job. Dr. Bruce, you uh, do what Dr. Drew used to do, which is your idea is uh, your job is to scan these phone calls while I rant on in, in, in my inane banter. And then rein you in and point And then rein me in and point at one of the things. But no, what you do is you write it down with a pen there, and then I go ahead and punch it up. Here, All right, I'll give you a big marker. Use that one. Sabrina, 16, you're on Loveline with uh, Bruce and Pa. Okay. Um, I don't know how to tell my dad that I have a tattoo on my ankle, and I have to go to the beach with him tomorrow. And you can't wear socks at the beach, so, you know. You know, my dad never took me to the beach. Oh, yes, I did. <laughs> I got a story about that. You don't got a beach story. Yes, I do. Well, what's your beach story? My beach story is I, and I took Adam to the beach when I was about 11 or 12 years old. And I uh, was sitting there reading Nietzsche, as I usually do. Uh-oh. And um, all of a sudden, out, and out about 50 yards out to sea... Um, there was a commotion. People were hollering and people were making sounds. And, and in fact, the Coast Guard came up with a special boat. And it was a big, for a half hour, I watched this drama trying to fish this kid out of the water. Oh, I said, I'm just, well, it was over. And I said, boy, I'm so glad that, hey, where's Adam? I said, and I realized that then they, they took him to show it was Adam. This drama was all to do with Adam. And I was watching it like a bystander. So, and it was my son, Adam. Yeah, so, I, you know, I was trying to swim to Catalina to be adopted by a new family. <laughs> I don't blame you. <laughs> and let me tell you something about the Santa Monica lifeguard. Not the not the one depicted in the famous Baywatch series whatsoever. A bunch of fat guys with hair all over their back pick me up on that boat. There's absolutely uh, none of the uh, none of the uh, Pamela Andersons uh, of the world. And you experience trauma from it. Absolutely, psych, psych absolutely. Trauma. I relive it every moment. The question is: Is Sabrina still on the line? Oh, is yes. Tattoo problem. Sabrina. Yeah. Uh, how big is this tattoo, and what is it of? Well, it's of roses, and it goes all the way around my ankle. All right. Um, here's the deal: Is he is is he going to have a cow if he sees this? I don't know. I, I don't know how he's going to react. My mom didn't have a problem with it. Okay. Well, your mom may have told him already. No, she didn't. I asked her last All right. Night. Here's the deal. I go for coming clean with him. Here's what I do. Put your Get your mom in between uh, your ankle and your dad is what you need to do. And if you really want to BS him, you can fake an injury and wrap it with an ace bandage. <laughs> Well, you know, I don't, uh, I'm not an advocate of lying, but if you really don't want the guy to see it on the way out to the car while you're carrying a cooler, you, you take a little spill and, huh? I don't care if he finds out. I just, I just don't know how he's going to react when he does. All right. Tell him in the safety and, um, uh, of your own home. Okay. Wait till he's in the bathroom and then yell it through the door. And I also have to tell him that I have my tongue pierced. I don't know how to do that either. All right. Well, let's save that for a different day when you go, um, I don't know where you go where you show your... Take the thing out of your tongue for the beach. No, I can't. Why, why did you go with the around? My, ex, my experience with teenagers is the around the ankle or around the extremity tattoos get more anger from parents. If you just get a little one to start with, it's not quite as extensive. Why'd you go with the whole around the ankle thing? Well, it was covering up a different one than I had. <laughs> there are, there, you know, for those of you out there that want to get rid of them, so many people get them, then they want to get rid of them. And I'm sure yeah, Drew's I did that with my first one. You got it lasered off. No, it's no. Too expensive. What'd you do? <laughs> sand it off? No, I just got it replaced or covered up. Oh, you're right. You had it made into something else. Yeah. All right, listen, Sabrina, tell him about the ankle. Don't don't tell him about the um, tongue piercing or the lesbianism until later. Lesbianism. All right, I just threw that one in. Oh, yeah, thanks.
Okay. You know, I got to feel the waters. You know, you know what I'm saying, Sabrina? Yeah. All right. All right. Thank Say, you. take the barbell out of the tongue for the beach, please. Okay. Please show, show some dignity and some respect for the old guy. You don't know how many years he has uh, has left in him, right, Dad? Are we through? <laughs> uh, now, Sabrina, what I'm interested in, I mean, the question to me is, what's the quality of the relationship with your father? Oh, geez, now we're dead. Sabrina? Yeah? Uh, answer Pop's question. Okay, uh, we don't get along that good. Oh, okay, that's, uh, see, so being able to talk to him is a problem because yeah, you don't exactly. basically get along with him. Yep. But that's the issue to me, the, the quality of the relationship with your father. Yeah, he seems to get along with my sister better. Uh huh. But I bet your sister thinks the same thing. No, actually, she knows. <laughs> you know, I don't feel that way about my dad growing up. I mean, he, he didn't like me or my sister, but there was no favoritism, right? Right, Dad? Right. right. <laughs> Kick it! I want to love you. Love line will be right back, and boy, will we be mad if you bail. Dr. Drew? Yeah, Mike? Truecar.com is the new way to buy a car. It is changing car buying forever. Simple, fair, and it's a fun way to buy a car, that Truecar.com. And you save time and money, and you never overpay. Buying a car is a not-so-fun experience for most people, what and it doesn't happen. about? I love talking to those salesmen with the big, wide ties. Come oh, on now. come on. Drew, now you're just being crazy. No. The Truecar.com, they help you get rid of the fear that you might overpay. Here's how it works. Truecar.com analyzes what people are paying for their cars in your market, shares it with consumers so they never overpay. The average savings is $3,046 off MSRP. That's, that's insane. Over yeah. a million cars have been sold. By our True Car Certified Dealer Network, over 40,000 cars were sold by True Car Certified Dealers just last month. Over 7,000 dealers in the Certified Dealer Network. One in five dealers is a True Car Certified Dealer. And those certified dealers go through a certification process, and you work directly with a True Car representative that will honor the savings that you lock in. So here's the three-step process. Three-step. Guaranteed savings. First, go to TrueCar.com. Find out what others paid for the same vehicle in your market and around the country. Second, register at TrueCar.com to see upfront pricing information and lock in your savings certificate. And third is simple. Print out your certificate. Take it to the TrueCar certified dealer for better, hassle-free buying experience. TrueCar has the most comprehensive new car pricing information available and a certified network of dealers that offers a hassle-free car buying experience and negotiation-free guaranteed savings. TrueCar.com. Boom. Find a new position. It's called intimacy. Oh, <laughs> you know, I give him a hard time, but I miss the uh, the big guy. Not that uh, Doctor Bruce isn't doing a more than ample job filling in. For my uh, beloved and departed Dr. Drew. But uh, he'll be in next week. And and I like Drew because um, he's not here. <laughs> I want to say I like Bruce because, and I've, I've done that like eight times already. Hard. We can talk about cars and uh, you can talk about guitars and I can just sit here and listen like an idiot. But you, you're not like most doctors are, they're, they're kind of like Drew. You know what I mean? They're not into fun stuff. I don't know what what an education does to a certain part of your brain, but all of a sudden you're not into fun stuff anymore. Yeah. You're into fun stuff. I like that. 
Your wife's a very lucky woman, Bruce. Oh, I hope she's listening. <laughs> I only, that's a rare opinion. <laughs> I only said it because I thought she was listening. And lovely, too, I might add. Oh, thank you. Never seen her, but uh, I'm guessing you got some money and you know you look okay. All right, we have uh, my dad in here who's, um, well, what do you have? You're, you're not a doctor yet, are you? Well, I've completed the doctorate material. Um, I didn't finish the, the dissertation. I didn't get it approved. So I'm a doctor... Of all but dissertation, OBD, they call it. All right, so we'll call you Dr. Dad, just for the sake of argument. And, um, you know, none of these, uh, look, everyone's stoned or drunk and they're all falling asleep anyway, so they'll buy the doctor thing. And he's a doctor of psychology, and here we have a doctor of um, uh, moving parts. (laughs) Well, if it was a car. If we're doing a car analogy, we'd say Dr. Bruce, he deals with the the starters and the solenoids and the uh, the fan belts of, of life. And, and Dad over here deals with the, the onboard computer and maybe the dome light. All right, thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, Where are the sound effects for that? Not everything's a gem. Yeah. And I'm going to throw your ass right out of here. No problem. You know, we did the show without you last night. It was a banner show. Much better than this one. All right. <laughs> Jennifer. Hey. 16? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Me and my friend were looking at my yearbook, and I, she's been my friend since about second grade. And so all of a sudden, she just starts, like, rubbing my hair my hair, and, like, playing with my hair. And so, I, like, I didn't think anything. I thought she was just kidding around. And, like, all of a sudden, she just starts trying to kiss me and stuff. And, like, I haven't talked to her since. It's been, like, a week ago. Mm-hmm. I was wondering if we should, like, stay friends because I never knew she was like that or anything. Or she, like, because she's, like, my best friend. Did you say anything to her right at that moment? No, I just told her, to, no, not really. I just, I was like, I was like in shock. I didn't know she was like that because uh, she's gay did, and I didn't know that. Did you get weird and start yelling at her? Or? No, I just like backed off and like went in the other room said I was going to bed. And so she just left? And she just, yeah. So you, you have some uh, unfinished business? Mm, yeah. Okay. Now, she may not be a lesbian. Well, I'm pretty sure she is because I've noticed she hasn't like had a boyfriend ever since I've known her. Well, how old is she? She's 16, too. Well, that's that's not exactly an old maid. I mean, yeah, most people do get themselves a boyfriend by then, but not, you know, there are late bloomers. And she could have just been doing that thing that, uh, you know, you do when you're in camp. You know, you, 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 there's only uh, your own sex around, and you start experimenting. Uh, not me, Dad, don't worry. But the other people. That's right. At that age is a typical age for that to occur. Yeah. And the important thing is it sounds like you're pretty healthy about your boundaries. You're not comfortable with that, and it's important that... Uh, you know, this is a good exercise for you in in uh, defining those boundaries a little better. And she'll respect you, and it will may save the friendship that's uh, that's been there by you saying to her, I, you know, I'm not comfortable with that. That's not what I'm interested in doing, but I enjoy you as a friend. Let's keep it that way. Yeah. yeah you, you do not prematurely cry lesbian here. Uh, Dad, what do you think? Well, I, I agree with Dr. Bruce. It's really it's a boundary issue. And I think you handled it. I think you handled it well, and hopefully you'll handle other boundary issues this well. Yeah, there'll be some uh, penis boundary issues coming up soon in life too that you're going to have to uh, look out for, Jennifer. Huh? All right. All right. Yeah. So uh, why don't you give her a call and just sort of, um, you know, uh, bury the hatchet with her. Tell her that's not something you're into, but it doesn't mean you can't be friends with someone who's into that. If in fact she is into that. <sighs> Bruce, are you you being negligent oh, with your call? Oh, oh this has got an end. This is you ridiculous. Got my oh, for well, Christ's sake. I, w- 
I wanted to say something about that threesome call last night. I was driving (laughs) from the hospital. I just... All right, let's let's do a little best of. Last night we got a call in here um, toward the end of the show. Was it not? What time was it? Yeah, it was the, about ten thirty. It was in the second second hour, or eight nine thirty, whatever. Right, and, and uh, right because we do the show two hours earlier on a Sunday, and some sixteen year old girl had gotten hit by a truck on her bicycle when she was 14, and she went into physical therapy, into rehab. And there's a 26-year-old black man who was bringing her, nursing her along. He was her physical therapist. And later, when he got her back on her feet and at home, he started calling her and then arranged a threesome. It's funny. I don't remember anything, but, boy, these good threesome (laughs) calls. My mind's like a steel trap all of a sudden. He basically went over there. She called a friend of hers and arranged this girl to come over, sight unseen, just describe the guy. Wow. What faith. And this guy basically came over there and had sex with the two of them. And then later on, went to a motel with the girl and I think another friend of hers and invited a buddy of his along. And Bruce, you had something to say about that? Yeah. I was going to use some Drew words like profound. There's profound dysfunction here. Right. And the important thing is when we talk about boundaries, somebody like that, the 16-year-old girl, there's just a number of things you could talk about here. And the, you know, the ethnic group doesn't matter, but an individual that works in the healthcare field. I, I only said that, by the right. way, because during the call, she, she said it, right. that he was black and that his her parents would freak out even that much more uh, of but, a, you know, dating a black man. The idea is some of these things like uh, that you have the summer of 42 experience where you have an older woman and a, and a, a teenage male. Right. Or if it's a teenage female, th- this is really sexual abuse is what this amounts to. Right. Many of these individuals, and when I was listening to that girl last night, I just wanted to ask her, were you ever abuse sexually and it's a matter of they don't learn healthy boundaries they don't learn you know just uh intuitively what's what's wrong and what's right that's extremely unhealthy that that will create uh an unhealthy pattern for right a healthy person when this guy called and said how about you bring over uh, one of your friends and i come over there and it would have said are you nuts Right. right, But it, it's the type of thing where you want to break that pattern. And, you know, individuals that are out there, a lot of the individuals calling tonight when they're 14, 15, 16 with older males, many times when they go ahead with those kind of relationships, it, it sets them up later in life for some very disastrous. Right. So you're saying I didn't handle the call well? No. Oh, no. I, I think I did. I did a fine job. You did a fine job. But I just want to add, add the Dr. Drew touch to that. Thank you. Thank you. Any, any other calls you want to painfully relive from uh, yesterday's show, or can we move on with this one, Bruce? That's, that's fine. I'm, I feel much better now. All right. Trevor, 14. You're on Love okay. Line with uh, Dr. Bruce and Dr. Jim Carolla. What's up, guys? Hey. How's it going? Mm. Um, well, I have this problem. Yeah. Um, my mom, she'll get, like, really weird when I start hanging around or talking to girls, and I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Like, one time, I went to a movie theater, and me and my friend were sitting in this in this seat, right? Mm-hmm. And these two uh, final chicks, they walk in, right? And they're sitting, like, um, maybe, like, five seats ahead of us. So we kind of, like, went up. And we sat, like, right behind them. Mm-hmm. And, like, my mom told me to sit back where I was. Uh-huh. And, like, this one other time we went. Yeah, okay. Well, yeah. And we were eating and everything. And then these these chicks came, and they sat right, like, right by us. And my mom made us go, and we sat in a different place. Uh-huh. Trevor. Yeah. Did your mom, how old is your mom? 38. 38. So yeah. she had you when she was uh, 24. 
See, I I was going to guess that uh, Trevor's mom had uh, him when she was like fourteen or something, and was really worried. Did, do you do you have a sister who's forty uh, seven? I don't have any sisters. Okay, no. all right. I don't know. Something's up with my math there, but you, you get the picture. Right. It sounds like she's worried. Is she religious? Not nut job. Oh yeah. Oh, she is. Yeah. All right. Well. There you have it. I I thought she would be worried about what you could do to these girls. I mean, if yeah, I have a f- like, I, like I mean, I don't know. Like, if I go meet them and then that night I'm gonna have sex with them or something. I don't know. I if if I have a, a son, I am going to uh, go in his room and uh, confiscate his genitalia when he's thirteen. I'm going to keep it in a mason jar underneath my truck seat until he's twenty three, and then I'm giving it back to him because I don't want to raise a grandkid. Because my bonehead fifteen-year-old uh, son got got a uh, you know a uh, itch in his craw one night. Right. So, where's dad? Is? is dad around or? Huh? Is a single parent family? Uh, no, I have a dad. How's what's the uh, what's the dynamic between you and your dad? What? How do you, how do you guys uh, relate? <laughs> Don't use the word dynamic. <laughs> yeah. I barely know what dynamic. All right. Means. All right. So anyway, is there, are there any problems with the, the way your dad would handle situations like that? Does your mom think he's to, he lets you do whatever you want type of thing? Is it she's usually dis, is your dad usually not the one that disciplines you? It's your mom or how does that? Oh, it's usually my mom because like my dad works out of town. Okay, like, a lot. Right. Yeah, it just sounds like your mom's under some pressure to discipline. Right. You. Well, she feels like, and I'm in a church too. Oh, okay. And, like, I think that might have something to do with it too. But I mean, I don't. I mean, because like I don't know. Okay, Dad. What, what do you think? Well, the problem is much broader than <laughs> much broader than being about the girls. Um, you know, it's in all parts of your life with your mom, isn't it? It's not just that she's that she's um, uptight around you being with uh, young ladies, isn't it? All in other areas as well. What? <laughs> I can't. Hey, guys, I have a hearing problem. So I can't. Oh. Uh, yeah. In other words, you're you're sending it around. Girls, but I'm saying, isn't that, isn't it across the board? Isn't it in other areas of your relationship? I can't hear you. All right, listen. Can you hear me, Trevor? Yeah. Here's the question, and you guys write down your questions. I'll relate them to Trevor. <laughs> I have a vo- I have the ear of the teen. They uh-huh. use. They know my. They know my. They have a certain thing. They they hear my pitch like a dog whistle. Uh-huh. Trevor, here's what my dad wants to know, or here's what he's saying: Is your mom controlling in all aspects of your life? Um. Not really, no. It's just with the ladies. Yeah, well, yeah, pretty much. That's it. You can uh, you can put firecrackers uh, up the rectum well, of I the mean, neighbor's you know, cat. I she does not care. <laughs> well, you know, I can't do like stuff like that. But I mean, okay, like you know. But she really she really controls when it comes to the ladies. Right. Other than that, she's okay. Oh, yeah. All right, so my dad's barking up the wrong tree. (laughs) Sorry, Dad, but, you know, there's not gold at the end of every rainbow. Trevor. Yeah. You're going to have to explain to her that you're responsible and that you're respectful, but eventually you must start interacting with women. Otherwise, you will become a sick, twisted, demented, uh, either homosexual or serial killer, possibly both. In other words, she's got to let go, huh? She has to let go. Well, because, I mean, I mean, I like... You know, I like hanging around girls, you know? Right. That, and I they mean, seem to like you, God bless them. Right. Right. And All like, right. I mean, I can't just explain you know, not go out with any right. women. Right. We understand, Trevor. Explain that you're responsible, that you mean no harm, but it's, an, it's, a, it's a normal part of adolescence and growing up. And here's the deal. You try to keep a stranglehold on your kid, the kid tries to tear away, he ends up getting twisted. 
and then it comes out in weird ways later on. It's like I've seen the late-night movies. I know how these things go. You, you, you go into the kid's room one day, he's 45, he's still living at home, he's smoking three packs a day, he's living off uh, Pap's Tall Boys and, uh, and Captain Crunch cereal, and he has clippings of beautiful women spread out all over the, the bedroom, and he's, he, he, he's, he's talking to them. Does yeah. Drew ever point out you the way you think very <laughs> concretely? And I'm, you know, I'm also just realizing 14 and 15 year old guys when they're at a certain place in their development, they just seem to, to be attracted to the way you think. It's a very interesting. Maybe your <laughs> dad right, could right. comment on. I, I I know when I've been dissed. Bruce, I may be able to talk to the youngins, but that doesn't mean I think like one. Oh, you don't. Well, and then I was. Oh, the dad, kick his ass, please, in the name of the Corollas, in the family name. Come on. He slapped me in the face. You might as well slap the old man, too. Come on, dad. Sick him. Go get him. Knock, some, knock his Hippocratic oath right up his butt. You know, with your dad and I here, it's the lunatics are not running the asylum tonight. I just want, this is probably the only love line with more get, sane than insane people. We got to get studio. some band members in here in a hurry. Oh, <laughs> Adam Carolla and Dr. Bruce. Dr. Drew is in Mexico. We also have uh, Dr. Jim Carolla. Hey, that name sounds familiar because it's my dad. He's a, a psychologist. And we'll be back in 10 seconds. This is Loveline on Radio Station. Phone number 1-800-LOVE-191, fax number 310-854-4455. Adam Carolla, Dr. Drew is not here. Ah, I saved myself there. Dr. Bruce is here and doing uh, just a fantastic job filling in for uh, for my beloved departed Dr. Drew, who I... I, I missed it. I missed the guy. i got to tell you, it's been two days now. You got all these little tapes of him. Yeah. Yeah, if anything, I want to be dominated. There he is. <laughs> and uh, also, uh, Dr. Dad, Jim Carolla is in here. He's a psychologist, and uh, he's my dad. So he's in here um, giving out his uh, own unique uh, brand of uh, dadly advice. And uh, something that uh, Dr. Bruce did not want to talk about on the air, but I'm going to have to bring up anyway, is uh, Dr. Drew getting an ant in his eye. <laughs> it's real exciting stuff. Well, it is to me. I, the idea of him flailing around holding uh, one eye is, is fun to me. Now, Stuff explain like what happened. sick. <laughs> <laughs> All right, shut up, Drew. Explain what happened, Dr. Bruce. We're having the barbecue at my house. Drew was in the pool with the triplets, and he got a red ant, and it bit him in the eye, and he just... It bit lost. him? Oh, yeah. He, he was in tremendous pain. So he was concerned about the kids because he's wa- trying to watch them. So. <laughs> and was he flailing around like a woman? No. He was... <laughs> You're gonna get me in trouble. Go ahead. He's in Sorry. Guadalajara picking up a horse right now. He can't. He can't hear you. Oh, I'm just. I'm shocked. Please continue. Yep. And so I rescued him by picking this horrible insect. Out it of his actually eye. bit him yeah. on the and eyeball. His, so I started to swell, and we're looking. Oh, that's looking awesome. 
Really? It was very. It was a very emotional moment. And as a doctor, all you could do is make him comfortable in his last hours. Right? <laughs> I mean, I remained cool and calm and collected and in a, treated in a, as I. How long ago did this happen? This was last summer. Uh huh. Well, so it's such an important thing. I'm surprised he hasn't told you. You know, it's obvious. You know, the, he does not like me to picture him flailing around in a pair of speedos, no, I, clutching his eye. <laughs> He wasn't flailing. Right. He, he was flailing. He was trying to get hold of the flailing triplets. like a like a woman at a uh, like a at a Baptist ministry. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, he's human too, and even doctors get stung in the eye. David, twenty three. You're on Loveline. Hello. Hey. Hi. How are you all doing? Good. Um, I have a question. This is more for the doctor, but I'm sure that Adam will find. I'm a sure Adam will find a way in. Sure. Um, I started masturbating when I was a very young man, mm-hmm. at about seven or eight, and so I've masturbated ever since. I'm 23 right now, and I used to take my penis and rub it up against my thigh or down against my thigh, mm-hmm. and oh, and I have a curved penis now that's curved downwards, and I was wondering if that because as a young man I would masturbate with my penis up against my leg. That if it would grow and curve as a, as I grew older, that it would curve downward. Well, they, they call that Peroni's disease, oh. don't they? Hey. Stolen my thunder. What is this? Hey, I've been around the dock long enough Jeez. to pick up a few things. Especially, I, I'm I'm pretty well versed in the whole penis disease department. I, I don't know anything about the respiratory system or anything like that. But when there's the penis problem, I understand. Uh-huh. Now. Uh, can just I give my take hey, on this, and then and I'm then just gonna sit back? Go ahead. No, no, I, I would I would love your input, but let me say this first. I think you can do some damage early on. You know, the Japanese women they bind their feet. Yeah, yeah. Not all of them, but it is a practice that was done. Yeah. And you know, they bind their feet when they're young and they're still growing, and their feet don't grow fully. Yeah. Now it would seem to me that if you bound your penis up against your thigh there, and you did it for you know you're you're pretty religious about it, like you were, David, that over the years. Uh, during the developmental stages of uh, the body is growing, sometimes up to a foot a day. Mm-hmm. I'm no doctor, but I'm going to say that anyway. That the penis could often could could take the shape. Uh, could could be misguided. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. All right, but uh, Do you have, alien, you have any alien theories on this? <laughs> you the, like any, how about therapy? Give give your opinion on this, Bruce. Okay, it's you. You should really need to have it checked out by a urologist because Pyrone's disease. It's at your age is is very unusual. And it's unlikely, uh, but it's a possibility. Do you have any pain with erections? No, no. Okay. But the thing well, the thing about it is that like since I was younger, it's been curved. Yeah, yeah, but so this... it's probably just a normal variant. If you don't have any pain, and it's probably not related to masturbatory activity All when right. you were younger. So the has a physician looked at it actually? No. Okay, you should have somebody, you're how old, 23? 23. And uh, you can go to a urologist or really a general practitioner could take a look and examine you. Does he have to get an erection in front of the guy in order to show him the dysfunction? No. Why not? Well, he just just needs to be examined. He doesn't yeah, but, to... but the problem is when it's erect, is, is it not, David? Yeah, it's only when it's erect. All right. That's how I'm saying. <laughs> he's right, going to have to do that, isn't he? No. he can, How is he going to measure the arc if, if he's flaccid? <laughs> I know you don't want to say this, but I, I, I think he has to do that. 
you are going to have to get an erection in the doctor's in office. the doctor. No, because the fibrous tissue is there, you can be examined without having an erection. All right. But but get one for me, would you, David? Okay. <laughs> right, please, make me happy. All right. I just want to picture that. <laughs> I'm hopping up on the table. Uh, now, I'm no doctor, again, uh, Bruce. But, you know, when people's teeth are, are, are bent and twisted, they go to the orthodontist, then they put braces, and sometimes they put that headset on that you sleep in. Is there some sort of contraption that a man could strap himself in? Uh, you know, some sort of um, schlong harness, perhaps, a... Uh, Hey, some sort of uh, penis truss system or something. Something, uh, a couple of uh, like tongue depressors. in the back of the magazines for length. Well, I think that's you more can... for pleasure, but, uh, yeah, they do feel good. Oh. I mean, so I've heard. But, you know, a couple tongue depressors and some duct tape or something. Uh, can, can, is there some um, home remedy for this? No. No. Okay. Sounds like you're probably in the process of thinking of some sales gimmick. For I'm always coming up with new products. Corolla straightening device. <laughs> yes. Picture me and Dad on the... Uh, <laughs> On the package, right, Pops? Well, <laughs> I just say maybe I like to take it a step further. It's I'm interested in the addictive process, you know, um, what masturbation has really, really have become for a lot of the young people that I think that call in. In other words, the whole addictive idea that we're caught in in the addiction. In fact, the whole society is kind of an addictive society, and I think it's important to be aware of what this is. For me individually, in other words, where am I in the addictive process? Are those addictions running my life? Do I have any control over them? So, David, as far as you bringing this up, it just it led me to a little deeper subject. You may not be involved in this, but I guess to the audiences, how about the addictive process? What does it mean in our life? I mean that you start that early and and that it sort of uh, controls your life. Yes. Yeah, I know. I've I'm. Um... I'm going to go to the Betty Ford Clinic for masturbation myself after the show. Ken, 19, you're on Love Line with uh, my dad Hi. and uh, Dr. Bruce. Hi. Hey. Um, I guess uh, I went away to college for my freshman year, mm-hmm. and uh, I've been smoking pot since I was about 15. And now that I've come back, I'm living with my parents for the summer. Um, I'd like to tell them that I smoke pot. You know, just be honest with them because I've always hid it from them. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, I was wondering how anyone would suggest uh, taking that up with them. They're they're fairly liberal, but I don't think they'll like the idea right. of uh, me smoking pot. Yeah. Do you think uh, you're 19, right, Ken? Mm-hmm. Do you think they uh, smoked their share of pot in back in the day? Um, maybe a little, but I, I don't think either of them would have liked it very much. Both my parents are kind of bothered by smoke or anything like that. Uh huh. And uh, what do they drink at all? Uh, yeah, they do. They um, drink, you know, they'll have parties and get drunk and stuff. You right. Know? And how how often do you smoke uh, the weed? Um, well, in high school, I still smoke it maybe a few times a week. And then mm-hmm. when I went up to school, I started smoking it more, uh, you know. And like uh, three times a day. Where'd you go to high, Where'd you go to college? Humboldt? Uh, UW-Madison. Madison? Mm-hmm. Is that a big pot school? Uh, yeah, somewhat. It's right. wild out there. Oh, d- it does? Mm-hmm. The old hemp. You buy maps of hemp. Oh, well, you can. Be saying this in the air. <laughs> you, you got any of those hemp maps on you? Really? Writing those chapters. Yeah, but then you get shot by some uh, ex green beret or something who's growing that hemp for a living. That's in California. Oh, it is. So you're smoking every day, basically. Uh, yeah. Basically, if I miss a day or something, or I don't smoke <clears throat> for a few days, it's not like a big deal. Right, but you'll double up the next day. 
yeah, possible. Extra bong load because you missed out. You're very dedicated, Ken. There are lots of issues here. Why don't you just quit for the summer? That's my first question. Well. And if you don't have a problem with it, that wouldn't be a problem to quit for a while. And I don't know. I think uh, I'm just I'm, I'm seeing a lot of friends that I haven't seen for a while and are having other plans after the summer, you know, uh, and it's uh, – it's something I enjoy a lot, and I don't think I should have to quit because I, I I would just like to be able to be honest with them and tell them it's something I like to do, you know. And I, I think they may understand it. Right, but, but uh, you're not going to be completely honest because you're going to tell them, Mom, Dad, once in a while on a special occasion when one of my uh, larger buddies holds me down and massages my lungs, I will inhale a little bit. Of, I mean, you're going to basically say it how Clinton said it. You're not going to say, I toke out every day. No, I, no. I, I might not say that. No, I don't think you will. I, I think it's a step, you know, in the right, right direction. Right, right. So yeah. talk to them. About but that's where their minds are going to be anyway. If you say, Mom, I, I, I do smoke, Dad, I do uh, smoke a little marijuana once in a while, in their mind, in their parental mind, they're going to think every day. Yeah, I, possibly. But I, I also... And if you tell them every day, I think they're going to think you're doing uh, heroin. <laughs> Because <laughs> I know the par- the parental mind, it just adds. It either adds days or harder drugs to well, whatever I, it is they've come clean yeah, with. I, I, I wasn't going to tell them about trying some other drugs. All right. Probably, probably best. I don't know. I, I don't know if you should. I mean, here's what I think you should do. I think you should you should certainly cut down. And I'm, I'm not telling you you have to quit. But uh, what Bruce said, it would be an interesting test. But... It's the summer. He's going to be hanging out with all his uh, old Hesher buddies from the neighborhood. And he's going to want to get high. And, and to do it once in a while is fine. I would, I would cut, cut it down and not tell them. If you quit smoking now, you'd have enough THC in your system two months from now. It still wouldn't be out of there. Then there's just a lot of issues. Not to get preachy about it, and I'm sure Drew's... Oh, he preceded me on this. Believe path. me, his horse, his high horse, has gotten out of the barn many but a time on marijuana. The other, th- you know, I've been in, talking to people from normal and stuff like that, and I hear no one's ever died from marijuana. It's poisoning or whatever, and it's never killed anybody. But the one of the worst things is carbon monoxide in that smoke, and your arteries are probably scarred already from that. So I mean, just smoking the stuff on a daily basis, one joint's got about the same amount of garbage in it as ten cigarettes. I mean, there's you can go on and on with it. And yeah, that's only because it's illegal. I mean, now, they always say it's like four times the number of carcinogens is in tobacco, but that's because tobacco is, you know, purified chemically. Well, right. whatever. It's going in your body. It's not good for you. If, it's, you know, if you've got to have it to have a good time, you can have a good time without the pot. Don't quit smoking the pot for a while. I think just from doing addiction medicine, I'd love to spend some more time with you. It sounds like you may have a little more of a problem with it than you, you think you do. You probably do. So, yes, I'm, I'm with Bruce. See if you can cut it out. And, uh, but I, I don't know. I wouldn't tell the parents. I just think it's going gonna, it's gonna to freak them out. Yeah, I don't think he's got a real good handle on what's going on. Probably with not. Just, and they would probably sense that should, and maybe try to help. There's another him. adult know. you can talk to about it, somebody that's got a pretty clear understanding of, you know, what's addiction and what's abuse and all that kind of stuff. Priest or respect. rabbi, perhaps? <laughs> they, well, sure the clergy has a good handle on, a lot on of the church, Well, a lot of churches today have addictions groups, and they have people that are not clergy that are involved in the church. Okay. You know, I could, you want to talk about church things. I've got a different opinion on No, church. I don't want to talk not about right. churches. Please, we're boring him enough with this uh, hemp open line we've been discussing for the last 45 minutes. Dad, you awake? Yeah. Okay. I just want to say, I still, again, I again believe that it's the, the addictive process is still the main thing you're talking about. And I think that's what you need to look out for. Is this part of an addictive 
group of things that you may be doing. But um, in other words, be careful not to get caught in the addictive process. That's that's really the major well, issue. Well, that's what it is. If it's, if it's not the, the penis, it's the bong. If it's not the bong, it's the Nintendo. It's always something. I mean, that's the society we're living in. Get distracted, get addicted, and just <laughs> leave everyone alone. Just collect your crap, put a fence around it, get a beeper so uh, your wife can find you, and uh, etch your uh, your serial number into everything so if it gets stolen, you can get your little crap back and call it a life. Is that what you're saying, Dad? Well, the, yeah, the addiction is really being out of touch with yourself. I think that's the main thing with the addiction. And it's funny... Since like we're born into because the society is addictive, um, it's as though how do I say this? But it's as though the addiction doesn't allow you to feel the society, and it's hard to tell the reality of which one is which. You know, it's it's a little complicated. But if you can, well, I think that's that. exactly that's what this kid's. It's an example of that. I mean, this kid's he's exhibiting the addictive behavior, and he's and he's experiencing the marijuana. He's not he's not really experiencing his friends and society right. the, the same way. All right, we're Your all dad's a great guy. Yeah, he's he's a sage over there. If only he had food in the house when I was growing up and could clothe me properly. But now he's an atlas. Jeff, twenty two. You're on Love Line with uh, Pops and Bruce. Jeff. Oh, maybe he's sleeping. <laughs> 80 <laughs> <Look> minutes. <how> <laughs> Jeff, Jeff has been on hold for 80 minutes. He's deceased. Dad, do you, do you understand the love and the dedication of the followers of the show now? 80 minutes, this son of a... Really? Yes, Jeff has been on hold for 80 minutes. I think he's uh-huh. seeing it. More than you've heard the show in the entire time it's uh, I've been on in the Valley. Am I right, Dad? Be honest. Dad listens to two or three minutes at a time, gets disgusted, and uh, switches uh, onto his uh, Herb Alpert 8-track. Jeff, are you awake? All right, we're going to move on. Jeez, well, I put him on hold, so I don't know. Maybe he'll wake up or something. <laughs> really, uh, Kristen. Hi. Hey. Hi, Dr. Bruce. Hi, Dr. Crowley. Hey, Adam. Hey. hey. Um, you got the wrap down, Kristen. You're 18. You're on Loveline. Yeah, I have two, um, I guess, problems. Okay. The first one is I've been sexually active for about a year, and I've been on birth control. And so I didn't have to worry about pregnancy, but we still used condoms. And now I haven't been taking the pill because my prescription's up. And I wanted to know what type of condom is best to use against pregnancy. Mm-hmm. On hold for uh, 37 minutes, by the way. Very, Very dedicated tonight. You got, a, you got a good answer? Well, uh, any of the brand name condoms. That yeah, yeah, you can probably say them. There's quality. Well, Is there any, like, reputable one? Don't, aren't they all? I don't know. Well, I wouldn't go to the, uh, you know, to the, I won't name, you know, the car place where you're going to get gasoline. There's <laughs> one that's been up there for six years. And, it, you know, there is any kind of plastic latex, any of these products can break down over time. So you want to make sure that the, that it's not expired, their expiration dates. And the other thing is using the, a spermicidal cream. What's the shelf life of a condom? Do you know? I, I don't know. I do know. So anyway, that's that's the, the critical thing is if you get, uh, you know, one of the major brand names and you go into any pharmacy, you know, they have stands with these things. Yeah. Um, and the latex condoms are, most of these things are, they're all quality control tested, but using a spermicidal cream with them, not just the condom. Okay. So when you use condoms, that's not a, a complete form of birth control without you using the, the foam or the spermicidal. And what, okay. what do you do with the cream? The foam? Do you spray it on the condom? No. No? It goes inside. inside it, what, oh, it does. Right. No. What, is, <laughs> it, is it foamy? 
I mean, is it like a whipped cream canister? Please. <laughs> I, I ask because I want to know. That's one form of the... So they have a moose? No. So you want to know, but then you go off where you shouldn't go. Um, so that's... that's Now, the other thing to remember is that I've seen studies where up to 25% of the time there's there's condom failure, whether it's the uh, whether it's breakage or slippage or other things. So uh-huh. it's not a real... It's not the most wonderful form of birth control. What happened with the birth control pill? You wanted to stop it or you had to stop it? No, my prescription went up and I hadn't been in to visit the doctor, so... I have an appointment, though, this month. Okay. And so. then that's another another thing. Um, I had sex about two weeks ago, and this was while I was not taking the pill. And we didn't use a condom, so I want to know when. I am worried already, but I want to know when I should start worrying about if I am pregnant or not. It takes a couple of weeks, doesn't it, doctor? After what? Uh, it, you know, it, After you have sex to find out whether you're pregnant. Right. I mean, you could check now and find out. Yeah. You could have a test. And when was your last menstrual period? It was about two weeks ago, like before, maybe two and a half weeks ago. All right. You got to get a calendar and a marker, Kristen, <laughs> because you have to keep track of your, you have to chart your, your, your sexuality somewhere. <laughs> I mean, you're on the pill, you're off the pill, your period's starting, your period's ending. <laughs> you, this is, these are important numbers. This isn't uh, this isn't like getting your tires rotated or something. And you, it's you still gotta figure high, this stuff out. It's highly unpredictable. You know, people say, well, you can't expect the pill to be effective for a month or two after you start it, and you uh, you won't get pregnant there until a month or two after you stop there. But my experience has been it's a very unpredictable situation. Uh-huh. And, uh, well, you got a kid on the way. <laughs> that was very, very Un- unexpected. No, no, come on. Oh, Your wife's listening. I know. I know you. I know the life you like. You like the guitars. You like the sports cars. You like the fast life. You don't want to be saddled down with the family and the kids and the, and the changings and the feedings. I know you, Bruce. You're a swinger. I'm a great dad. <laughs> that's my... That's my, that's my All right. Well, we'll be back with uh, two great dads after this. Hello, is this Lapine? I have a problem with my stool. Number for Loveline is 1 800 Love 191. Uh, I gotta go. Blinds galore. Oh, yeah. What's in the name? That's the name. Blinds galore. Blinds as in blinds galore as in. Much, much more. These guys buffed us out over here. Let them buff you out over there. Blindsgalore.com. They have everything you need. Don't get in line at the big box store and mismeasure and get screwed. Go to Blinds Galore. They do 100% custom window treatments made just for you and your windows. Family owned and run for over 15 years. They sell blinds. They sell shades. They sell it all. If it goes on a window, they sell it. They've mastered the art of helping you create a perfect window. Free samples, free shipping, free expert design advice. It doesn't get much more convenient than that. Blinds Galore really does have Blinds Galore. Go to BlindsGalore.com. Let them know I sent you. That's BlindsGalore.com. Tell them Adam sent you. Yeah, sorry, Engineer Mike. (laughs) 
Tori Amos is coming in here on Thursday, so that should be good. Also, uh, coming up soon on Loveline, we have Ice-T, Pennywise, Adam Sandler, Fishbone, John Popper from Blues Traveler, and many, many uh, other uh, other notable celebrities. So, uh, yes, the big draw is Loveline. We get all the big celebrities, and that's why we have my dad in here tonight, uh, Dr. Jim Carolla. We also have Dr. Bruce, who's in here carefully studying the uh, screen to pick out our next uh, winning phone call. <laughs> Okay, you're going to have to pay for that. <laughs> he just wrote on the screen. And, uh, of course, Dr. Drew still in Guadalajara, still trying to uh, smuggle, uh, I think, opium poppies. But No, what's he? <laughs> he's with the triplets. Oh, yes. Family, a family. Right. Family right. And he's selling pre- prescriptive drugs that he brought. And he snuck over the border in a balloon that was up his rectum. So he has a mission. And, and uh, Kim, who's 20, has been on Loveline for 97 minutes. Kim? Hello. Wow. You're fat. <laughs> Please, Drew. What was that? It's uh, Drew. He's popping off all the way from uh, south of the border. Oh. All right, Kim, what's your question? Um, I'm having a problem. Um, I masturbate sometimes, but when I've tried it, it doesn't work. I mean, it, I don't get as much satisfaction as I should. Oh, well, uh is that your child in the background? Yeah. Is he having some kind of a res- respiratory problem? Can you make a quick diagnosis, Bruce? Is the kid okay? Sounds. Yeah, she's got a cold. She's full cold. Okay. And you don't think that... Um, how can we talk about masturbation with your kid... Uh, she's okay. H- ...hacking a lung up in the background? <laughs> Please. All right, but go ahead. I'll, I'll try. You there? Uh, yeah, I'm here. All right, so you have trouble getting excited when you're masturbating? Yeah. Right. And it, it never was this way before? Well, it's... I can't do that myself, the right position or something, but it's it's all right if the guy does it, but uh-huh. myself, it just doesn't work. Uh-huh. You've, you've, you've lost interest in yourself. <laughs> you're moving on past yourself. Kim, you, your kid has tuberculosis back there, and I'm trying to field masturbation questions. Producer Ann, please help, help us out. Oh, I feel so sad for the poor baby. Yeah, I do, too. You sure your kid's okay, Kim? Yeah, she's got a cold. Okay, what's her name? Courtney. Okay. Okay. Aww. Aww. Kim, does this have anything to do with the pregnancy? I don't know. Well, you know, I'm uh, I'm no Drew, and uh, neither is Bruce. But uh, Drew always says uh, after the pregnancy, and I guess he experienced this uh, firsthand. That and get ready, Bruce, because that's it. You're cut off sexually for a while. There's all kind of hormones, and there's that uh, postpartum uh, depression and whatnot. But she said with her mate, it's okay. Yeah, but so uh, who knows theory. how these things, man? All right, don't don't pop off to oh, me. Man, I'll have I'm my sorry. dad kick your ass again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what does he say, Dad? What did I say about this problem? <laughs> <laughs> no, we were talking oh. about Bosnia. <laughs> what the hell do you think we're talking about? Come on, Dad, give it the program. Well, first, got to say my dad's never been up past 11 in his entire yeah, life. Right, that's right. So this is a big night for him. But w- what do you think of Kim's problem? Well, Kim, have you been listening to the show? Yeah. I guess you have. I've been hitting the theme of the addictive process. And... Um, so I'm continuing on with the with this theme, um, and I feel like 
um, th- there's a bigger question than whether you have the technique to to please yourself or not. Do, do you know what's, what, what, in other words, there's something behind this. Do you have any feeling for what the problem is? Not really. I, I'm not with the father right now, but I don't think that, I don't think that has anything to do with it because it was beforehand too. Yeah, I'm not talking about just this specific problem, but I'm, gonna, I'm just the way that you're handling the baby and listening to the baby cough in the background and say it's nothing. And, and I, I get a general feeling that, that there's, there's a way that you're not fully present or there. And that's a, that's, that's a bigger that's a bigger issue than whether you please yourself or not. I think you first have to be there and then work, work about pleasing yourself or not. So there's something, in other words, I'm trying to understand more what the underlying issue is. And I don't know if you have a feeling for it or not. And what are you looking for? What am I looking for? Yeah, what do you mean a feeling for what? <laughs> I'm, I'm saying that with the issue that you're bringing to the to the show tonight um, is is uh, I feel like there's it's not indicative to what what the real problem is, and I'm trying to go a little deeper to find out what the problem is. I hear a certain kind of spaced outness, even in in, the, in your attitude with the baby. So I'm more concerned with that than your technique. I- I gotta get back to you because she's not doing right. Take care of her. That's the issue. Take care of the kid, Kim. All right, Dad, you're driving away listeners now with this (laughs) spaced out psychology crap of yours. But here's the deal, Dad. Dad's a he's a he's a one hell of a therapist. He he really is. I I swear to God, half the people I know go and say my friends go see my dad, and they come back and they go, man, this guy's amazing, and I go. let me handle him. But he's insightful. He's very insightful. He's very, very good at what he does. The the deal is, is on this show, it's, uh, as Drew would say, we triage people. There's no um, cosmetic surgery going on here. We're just, there's bones and compound fractures. We get a splint on them and stop the bleeding is about all we can do. And, uh, and you're right in, 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 your, in your angle. In your message, Dad, but the 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 practical uh, reality of the situation is people are so far away from that they just want to fix that damn masturbation problem, suckle the kid a little, and uh, watch Geraldo. And and you're saying you want to expand that in people. Yeah. All right. Well, you got a noble cause, but you have your work cut out for you. There's no doubt about that. Ryan, 24, you're on Love Line with, uh, with uh, Pops the Sage and uh, Bruce the, uh, the Nutty Professor. Yeah, hey, I <laughs> wanted to tell you guys, one, you guys are doing a really good thing. Everybody can call up and talk about just about anything to you guys, and that's really great. But I wanted to ask the doctor how he feels on the medicinal marijuana issue that's going to be on the November ballot uh, for the state of California. Well, you know, I've always felt like that it should be available for medicinal use. Now, the problem with that ballot, I believe, is... Is that uh, Dad put the bong down? Go ahead. <laughs> I think the problem with the ballot is who is licensed. It's not real clear on who can dispense the stuff. So, in other words, if it's supposedly available for medicinal use, and the guy on the corner that sells normally sells pot now says, "Well, I'm selling it to to Joe Blow over here because uh, you know he's got a uh, a medical problem." So there's not. I don't, I think that it's a lot of these uh, uh, initiatives are not 
there's they're so complex and the small print is uh not available to everybody uh to understand and it it sort of thwarts the good uh, intention of that all right uh, that legislation right. this is this is strictly regulated through doctors and basically it just takes it out of politicians hands and puts it into the hands of the doctor hey, ryan yes listen i've been uh i've been hearing about this topic uh-oh I, and, I was the Sacramento coordinator for the incentive. I helped qualify it for the ballot. All right. Well, listen, have a uh, have a, a hit off the hookah while I go on a quick rant here. These uh, the damn Republicans. Let's face it. That's where that's where the problem is. Because here is the deal: they're trying to legislate everything. Now, these are the same people that that want to legalize assault rifles, mind you. The same a-holes that it says, hey, it's within your right. You're an American. This is the land of the free. Pursuit of happiness. Come on. As long as you're not shooting anyone with those assault rifles, you should be able to have those assault rifles. But when you ask these a-holes if you should be able to have a small amount of marijuana for some medicinal problem, oh, they're all out of shape about the whole thing. Meanwhile, these guys are drinking eight highballs every time they sit down for lunch and going off to the desert to shoot their M16s on the weekend. Total hypocrisy. My God, it's ridiculous. This is, a, this is a non-issue, in my opinion. If someone wants to sit home and smoke some pot, whether he has cataracts or whether he's uh, undergoing chemotherapy and wants to keep a sub-sandwich down, he should be able to smoke pot because he's American, because he can pursue his right to happiness. It is within his right. Dude, forget about all this damn uh, consensual crime and all this BS. I'm tired of it. They want to build new prisons to put more guys that are growing pot. It's ridiculous. Ridiculous. Dad, am I right? No. <laughs> it's totally ridiculous. Stop saving people from... Jack Kevorkian should be able to have a bong load and kill whoever he wants to kill, as long as they agree to it. Am I right, Ryan? I agree. I Ryan's got that good... That. He's got that burnt out laugh. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I, 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 couldn't, I couldn't agree more. Whether it's for medicinal use or you just want to stay home and get baked and watch Oprah all day, that is your business. Because if you want to stay home and get loaded, you can do the same thing on booze. And if you want to pollute your body with your wiener schnitzel and suck up a bunch of carcinogens because you work in a coal mine, that's all your prerogative. It's all your prerogative. And that's what living in this country is about. Doing what you want to do, when you want to do it, not harming anyone else, and not harming anyone else's property. And if you get baked and you drive a uh, Winnebago filled with nuns at 80 miles an hour on the freeway, then you deserve to be pulled over and prosecuted to the full extent of the law. But if you want to sit home and do what you want to do in your own living room, on your own time, then that's your goddamn business. And the law should not get involved with that. Am I right, Dad? Wrong. <laughs> No, I'm. I'm. It's not the law that I'm really interested in. But again, I'm back to the theme of that. The, the, again, this addiction. I was just talking to Dr. Bruce at the um, intermission. He was telling me the, the the real potency of marijuana on the street now is quite powerful. So people are playing with something that uh, appears to be recreational and fun. But again, they're caught in the network of the addiction. It's another form of it. It's very and it's very strong. And Adam saying one's right to choose. Well, before one can choose, one has to be there. In other words, there's not there's not a lot of choice when there's nobody home. Well, I've been one up by my own blood. That's very good. Touche, Pops. All right, that's it. I go home and flush the weeds. <laughs> as soon as I get home, man. You're right, Dad. <laughs> I'm starting the itch. Love line will be right back. Dr. Drew will say something brilliant, but no one will hear him. 
All right, our friends at Hulu Plus, I think you know Hulu, of course, on your computer, but Hulu Plus, much more. You can watch the current seasons of your favorite shows, Modern Family, Daily Show Scandal, and watch every episode of shows like Nashville, Lost, Doctor Who. Do so and get ad-free movies and this kid shows as well. Speaking of kids shows, my kids are adults now, but they love Hulu Plus. So more than ever, there is so much to watch, and you can take control with Hulu Plus. Stream shows, thousands more, as much as you want, whenever you want. Works on your computer, smart TV, Roku, Apple TV, Xbox, PlayStation, pretty much any streaming advice you have. And you can even watch on your iPhone or iPad. Think about it. You can be on your train to work or at work or at the dentist, in the bathroom like my friend Mike does. That's right. You can even block off an entire day to binge on Hulu+. Plus. You'll also get access to originals that you cannot get anywhere else. Check out the new show Deadbeat. It's a comedy about a guy who smokes a lot of pot and then talks to ghosts. That's right. You can binge on all 10 episodes starting April 9th. And for only $7.99 a month, you get your shows anytime, anywhere. It's like 25 cents a day. Sign up now at HuluPlus.com slash Classic Loveline and get two weeks free. It's full access. Free. I don't know how we give away so much free stuff. Whole extra week more with this special offer when you sign up at HuluPlus.com forward slash Classic Loveline or click at the link in the description box below. So get with it. Start streaming TV now with Hulu Plus. All right, I'm Chris. We're in Lush. And you're listening to Love Line with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. You certainly are. And the phone number is 1-800-LOVE-191. Fax number 310-854-4455. I'm Adam Carolla. He is Dr. Bruce, amply sitting in for the... Uh, Departed Dr. Drew, who's in uh, Mexico, kicking his heels up as we speak. Also on board tonight is uh, my own blood, James Carolla. He's a uh, doctor of uh, psychology. He's the brain man. And um, Dr. Bruce would be like the backdoor man and uh, also the physical guy. <laughs> his wife is pregnant. I don't know why I'm having a good time with him. But uh, Dad is in here. He's a psychologist. And uh, Dad, as we do with the guests who come on to this show, why don't you give yourself uh, a little plug? Make it fast, though. <laughs> okay. I have a private practice in the Valley at Sepulveda and Ventura Boulevard where I... Uh, don't tell them they're going to be a, a van with filled with manure <laughs> parked out in front of there. <laughs> Just pop out the phone number. Okay. If you want to contact me, I'm at 818-766-1253. 818-766-1253. All right. A little plug for Pops and the uh, struggling uh, psychology business. You know, it's tough these days. All these HMOs and everything. Everybody wants to, they want to pay for a boob job. They want to get their uh, nutsack evened up so it's symmetrical. Everyone's doing everything. But what about the mind? What about that? What about that organ? What about the organ we call the brain? Forget about the penis uh, enlargement. Uh, you can't, you're not going to go into another rant. Okay, no, I'm done. Okay, all, right, all right, ready? And I don't, I'm wondering what kind of people are going to call them. <laughs> <laughs> all of private insurance, I'm sure. All right, Jennifer, 22, you're on uh, Love Line with uh, Dr. Bruce and Pops. Hi. Hey. Um... Well, I just wanted to ask about I have a I have a friend who I've fallen in love with and he knows that I feel this way. I've told him about it, but he says that he he's not really interested in a relationship right now that there might be one in the future maybe. <laughs> and 
That's right. I don't know how to handle that. I'm like, should I wait for him? No. Or should oh. I him as a friend? Let me tell you something. Uh, uh, there, uh, well, there may be a little something between us uh, sometime in the future. Is a lot uh, is akin to when guys say, uh, "I'd like to help." I'd like to help means there's no goddamn way I'm helping no matter what. And uh, maybe sometime in the future with the relationship means no possible way. Yeah, maybe if he steps on a landmine and loses his legs, is confined to a wheelchair, and uh, has about six years of uh, alcoholism, he will cart himself over to you. But uh, uh, anything short of that, no. That means no. Do not wait around for him. Okay. All right. Move All right. on. You're uh, you're an able-bodied uh, young woman. I'm sure you're quite attractive. You seem to have your faculties about you. I would uh, urge you to move on and find yourself a better guy. Okay. All right. Good answer. You're capable of these great answers. I really am. Yeah. But then I bottom out and disappoint the family. <laughs> Bringing shame and humiliation to the Corollas. And let me tell you, I live. I come from here. I don't. I'm not. I'm not one of these guys who like you know made his way you know through. Uh, I come from Ohio and then moved out to here to pursue uh, pursue my life in show business. I come from the valley, so I got my grandparents, my mom, my dad, and all my goofball friends telling me what an ass I am on an almost regular basis. Or supporting what you're doing, no, telling you it's great. They, no, don't. they, they don't. don't. They don't. They don't. They pull me aside and tell me. Um, I mean, my grand, my grandmother told me, "Back off, Drew. He'll have your ass fired." <laughs> she told me that. He, her exact words are, "If they get rid of one of you, it's not going to be Drew." That's my own grandma. <laughs> my dad having breakfast the other day saying, "Yeah, your karma is suffering pretty good because of the show." <laughs> God forbid. All right. Let's well, see if I lend him any money when uh, things really take off. Arlinda, 23. Yeah. You're on Loveline with uh, Pops and uh, Dr. Bruce. Hi. Hey. Um, I, I kind of got a problem here. Okay. Um, I'm really, really late, and I think I might be pregnant. But, see, the thing is, um, I took, like, two pregnancy tests with my boyfriend because he's kind of younger than me, and he just moved in with me. And... Um, it came up negative, so I don't know what to think about that because lately I've been getting, like, really sick. Mm-hmm. Is it possible that I could, like, still be pregnant and the pregnancy test could still say negative? Or um, I don't know why I'm still getting I'm getting well, sick. Could be a psychosomatic or something like that. Yeah, it could be. But it uh, depends which – are these tests you bought in the store? Or? One – well, one, <laughs> my boyfriend, he stole from uh, – <laughs> he stole from thrifties. And the other one, I went to an actual um, – um, called family planning and I went there and I took a pregnancy test for free and it came up negative but see it's like almost a month already that I'm late and like for the last couple of days I've been at work and I've been feeling real sick like hot flashes well, where do you work I work at a paper company all right well there it is well see the thing is I was like see he he, he kept telling me it's a stress it's a stress and he even went I told him I go well if you don't know what's wrong with me why don't you go to the library and so he actually went to the library and got all kinds of information on a woman's body and how it works and what happens with PMS and he brought out that information he just told me it's PMS I'm all well isn't PMS when you're actually on your period or what so like I'm totally confused because I haven't started yet and I was under a lot of stress last month. All right, all right, hold on. So I'm all like, right. first I don't off, know if hey, I'm all right, listen, listen. I'm guessing you're not pregnant. You took two tests. You came up negative. 
Okay. Secondly, uh, you owe your boyfriend uh, some oral pleasure tonight because <laughs> this guy's very, he's either a, a sap or very, com- or the most committed man I've ever heard. You <laughs> sent him to the library. <laughs> well, why he why is, is he? St- he why? Is, he's, he's really good. Why is he stealing birth control? Well, or uh, stealing, what is he stealing? Well, he can't afford, those tests are like oh, 12 tests. bucks. <laughs> And they're small. You could easily keister one of those and make your way out of the well, city. I'm the, not condoning the it. The fact that Arlinda mentioned, are you concerned about his level of uh, his kleptomania of or his dealing things? Or uh, is this the no, guy? No, no. He was just like, he, he didn't want to. He, it's not that he didn't want to do it. It's just that we didn't have any money and he wanted to know what was up with me. So he, he was really concerned about me. So when it comes to me, it's like, do you need anything? He's always doing things for me. And, um,. When it comes to me being pregnant, he wants to know. And you, you guys think about getting engaged? Uh, excuse me? You think about marriage or getting uh, engaged? Yeah. Well, he's told me that yeah. he wants to marry me, but that's in the future when so, we're both right. ready. He's thinking about stealing a ring soon and <laughs> making honest So you, especially, you don't want to have a kid at this point. You're not married. You're not prepared to bring a kid into the world. And so it, you want to get onto the birth control pill or get some nice responsible form of birth control yeah. going bad omen by the way when you're so poor that you have to steal the birth control test the, the yeah. birth test yeah it sounds what? like not the time you want to get pregnant so i mean what if i mean what you need, go back to family doctor or what go back i don't to, have insurance and stuff fine so. go back to family planning have another pregnancy test have a pelvic exam and get get on a birth control pill. Pee on this stick for me. <laughs> Thank you, doctor. Yes. Arlinda. Yeah. Tell them your boyfriend is out of work, uh-huh. kleptomaniac, and very stupid, and you you may have kids if they don't do something fast. <laughs> and people will be scrambling over the counter to get you condoms, uh, sponges of moose and whatnot. Are you serious? Yes. Believe me. He probably is serious. I, it's they're, frightening. They're real, I How am. do we separate out the wisdom from the... The insanity of your answers. Too many poor people who aren't married having kids destroying the fabric of this country. Uh That's the problem. You want to talk about pollution. You want to talk about uh, congestion. You want to talk about unemployment. You want to talk about overcrowding in the prisons. You want to talk about violence on the street. Welfare. Whatever you want it is. Whatever it is, it all comes back to unwanted kids. People having kids who should not be having kids. We must get condoms out to everybody. We must, we must, uh, we must teach birth control to everybody. You know, the last we must break educate your dad and I everybody. Were talk, we were talking about gra- your grandiosity, flight of ideas, you mm-hmm. know, and you've, have you ever been on lithium or no? Do you, you got some regular? <laughs> dad, can you get any of that crap for me? No. Okay. I'm shaking my head. <laughs> yeah, Dad knows radio. Believe me, Dad is in another place now because I, I again this is a marathon for him. Dad, you go to bed you go to bed about nine. Nine nine, nine fifteen. And and all right, let, let me just describe my dad. Okay. My dad goes to bed at nine. I usually wake up about nine. Eight thirty some evenings. Uh he ba- he wakes up about five thirty in the morning. It does his little like meditation. You know, he's a meditator. He's like a Gandhi, my dad, but, but with the nappy Epstein-type hair. Thanks for the nappy hair, by the way, Dad. Brillo head, they called me. That's what they called me. He takes his walk. He does his meditation. He drinks his herbal tea. He, like, uh, he, he, he eats his uh, wheat germ and takes his uh, corn husk extract vitamins, and then he meditates a little more, and then he talks to people for 50 minutes. He calls it an hour, but it's only 50 minutes. And then he goes and meditates some more. That's his life. Me, I drink coffee and go to bed at 4 in the morning. 
that's the contrast of the Corollas. All right, let's get to another call. You got anything picked up? <laughs> Bruce just mesmerized tonight. Yeah, uh, listen, I don't got time for no, this one. Let's go four. This is good. Sean. Yeah. Sean, you're 18. Yes, I am. Yeah, you're on the line, man. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Our problem is, is I was going out with this girl for like three months and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I found out that she had sex behind my back. And it wasn't bad enough. She was going out with a nigger. She was doing it with a nigger, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, I noticed you worked that word in two times in a row, Sean. Sean. Yeah. The you understand what you, you understand what you just said is is real offensive to a lot of people, don't you? Oh, I don't really like them. Yeah, I know you don't. But there's a lot of uh, look. I'm not saying everyone has to like everybody, but you can't go around calling them derogatory terms, and you have to just sort of live with everybody. I'm I'm not saying everyone's got to hug everybody. Just don't burn any churches down, Sean. I haven't done that yet. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, well, I don't know if I want to go out with her or not anymore because after that, I, you know, it's like I don't really want to touch her or anything. Be- be- because she's been with a black man or because she's been with any man? Because she's been with a black man. All right, what if it was with a uh, guinea? <laughs> I'm Italian, so I can say whatever I want about the uh, WAPs. What if it was one of them greasy Italian guys? Would that be okay? Uh, I'd beat his ass. <laughs> Sean. Yeah. Uh, in lieu of just sort of hanging up on you, which is really what I want to do, uh, I'll let my dad jump in and uh, do, do that thing you do, Dad. And hurry. Uh, <laughs> Sean, the problem is not your girlfriend. It's you. You know, in, in, in the sense of, I just want to ask you, do you know who you are? Yes, I do. Yeah, to tell you, who, who are you? White, I'm proud of it. He's white. What is, what is he? He's white oh, he's and he's white. proud. He's white and he's proud of it. Yes, I am. Uh-huh. So that's who you, who you are is white. Yes, sir. Is that all, is that all, is that all who you are? You're no. just white. That's who you are. No. That's very limited, isn't it? Not really. No? That's everything just to, in other words, if you're, if you're white, that's everything there is. You're, you're to be valued. You're to be loved. You're just, it's, it's, the idea is that you're white. That's the important thing. Yes. I don't and, see why a white girl should go out with a black guy. Uh-huh. Well, I, I, this is not a problem with your girlfriend. This is a problem with you trying to find out who you are and going through the trouble of, of really getting the help you need to really come to the terms of who you are, not your girlfriend. Okay, thanks. All right. <laughs> Dad, Dad, what he really wanted, what he wants is for us to tell him how to build a cross or something and burn it on this, this guy's lawn. I, hey, everybody, wake up. That's my, that's my message. Just wake up. Please, stop living on the, on the level of appearances for one second. Stop living all of life on the surface for just one second and scratch just a little beneath the surface and see what's there. That's all I ask. Is that all you ask, Bruce? No, it's that's part of it. Dad, that's what you ask, isn't it? The deeper processes of your life. Yeah, forget about deeper. We're just, I just want to pull off the uh, fake laminate veneer and just see at least a particle board. I mean, just get a, just get a millimeter beneath it. Don't get all the... Stop 
being wrapped up and mired in this whole the hatred thing or black thing or girlfriend thing, pot thing, masturbation thing. Just take a look at yourself. Scratch a little beneath it. No, we're not taking another <laughs> No chance I'm going to get you off of this one. Absolutely not. What's the music about? What? Oh, the music? Hi, everybody. It's good old JR Jim Ross, and man, what a Ross report we have for you. WWE legend and Hall of Famer, the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels, joins the show this week. Shawn was backstage at WrestleMania 30, and he was there in person when the Undertaker streak was ended by Brock Lesnar. Wait till you hear exactly how all that went down. Shawn Michaels has got the story and so much more in one of the most provocative Ross reports ever right now at PodcastOne.com. Well, that about wraps it up, kitties. I want to thank Dr. Bruce for coming in here and doing a great job tonight in Dr. Drew's absence. Uh, He'll be in tomorrow night, uh, God willing, and his uh, wife willing. I want to thank uh, my dad for coming in here and uh, cutting his teeth on the radio and having a good time and being a good sport. And uh, thanks for that, Pops. Thank you, Aaron. And uh, I want to thank Lisa for doing the phones tonight, the uh, lovely Sherry for doing the phones tonight, the angular one. Producer Ann for producing the show tonight and putting that feminine spin on it. The one nut wonder, Engineer Mike, for making all those Drew sound effects sound so good. I want to thank myself for coming in here and doing an awesome job. Thank you. And uh, tomorrow night, Thursday, uh, Tori Amos. And tomorrow night, me and Bruce. And until then, mahalo. Stuff like this makes me sick. Been listening to Loveline. The opinions expressed on Loveline, especially by Adam Carolla, are not necessarily those of the staff, management, or sponsors, or even the character voices. Loveline, produced by Ann Wilkins for Westwood One Entertainment. Copyright 1996. So don't even think it. This concludes another PodcastOne.com program.